Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of BD's Universe Podcast. I'm your host, Chris BD Bronson. And right now, this is episode 12. Okay, that's right, episode 12. We're coming down to the end of the year of 2019. It was a roller coaster year. We had ups, we have downs, we went sideways. We might have sunk the ship, but we got back up. We're still here. Now, listen, I want to give out the shout out to everybody listening on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on the Anchor app. I appreciate all my listeners, all my supporters, everybody following me on Instagram and uh, Facebook under BD Universe. Man, listen, it's been great, man. So right now for today's episode, we're going to talk about my reflections of 2019. Okay. These are some of the things looking back over the year that I've learned um, that I could grow from. I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes in 2019, but um, I'm going, but now looking back on it, I'm making adjustments and I'm going to 2020 strong and man, you know, lead my family in the right direction. You know, I'm gonna do things for me and, and enjoy life. So man, I want to give you guys some, some of my reflections, some things that I've learned personally from this past year and hopefully it can help y'all. And maybe if you guys have a look back on the year and see the things that you've done right, things you could change, things you could improve on. Now's the time, man. Now's the time. So if you in your car, you got some of your headphones in while you're cleaning, doing whatever, you know, work, listen to the podcast, man. Just take some time out today and, and write down your reflections, you know, on what you can do, things you're going to 2020 and knock that year out, man. So the first thing I want to talk about for me, the first thing I realized was I need to keep my stress levels down, okay? need to keep the stress down. I was highly stressed the hell out all of 2019. All of it, up until probably about three weeks ago, I was extremely stressed out. Like, everything stressed me out. Money, car, wife, kids, family, like even church at times, like everything stressed me out going to the store. It was crazy. So what I, what I realized from having my stress being so high at the time for most of the year, actually, um, if you guys don't know, um, I am diabetic. So my blood sugar levels have been out of control like this whole year. I believe I was probably running between a 350, uh, uh, sugar level and a 400 easily all year long easy um those you don't know anything about diabetic you want to keep it around like 130 140 your blood sugar that's after you eat you want to keep it around there um so i was like at a 400 at all times and the reason why i was so high is because stress man stress is bad for your health like i said at least the high blood sugar um body fatigue like i was constantly tired I was getting aches and pains and like random parts of my body that never really hurt before. I, I could, I'll just be at work all of a sudden, I get a sharp pain in my spine. Or all of a sudden, like my thigh is like tightening up. Or, you know, like when I sit down for my break, I stand up. I only sit down for like 10, 15 minutes. I stand up and it's like my whole body like locked up on me. You no, know, there was times when like all of a sudden, like my hand was just like, it just like my nerves just went bad. Like I couldn't like my like my wrist was like twitching. My hands just like went numb. You know it's bad. You know also I, um, I went through a drastic weight loss. 
you know, I, I was being positive. I was, you know, being funny about it. It's like, I'm a big dude. I've, I've been borderline 300 pounds pretty much for like the past 10, 15 years. So when I started dropping like 10, 15, 20, 30 pounds, I was like, bet, I'm losing weight. Here we go. About to get my body right for 2021. And uh, my pastor's wife, Pastor Melissa, she said something very, she looked because she knows I'm diabetic. It's like, yeah, you're losing a lot of weight. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm losing weight. And she shut me down. She looked at me and said, um, is that because you're diabetes? I'm like, whoa, never thought of it like that. But really what was is that I was so stressed out, like my body was starting to deteriorate. I wasn't working out. I wasn't walking, wasn't watching what I was eating. I was watching what I was eating, but not to the point where I would lose 30 pounds in like less than two months from not going to the gym, not ever working out, not going on a, on a serious diet. It was like, oh, I might have cut back on, I might have ate an extra piece of chicken one night, one week. But that's not, that extra piece of chicken is not going to drop me 30 pounds. You feel me? So, yeah, so I had a drastic weight loss. Um, I was constantly aggravated. Like, everything annoyed the hell out of me. Everything. Like, it was to the point where, like, I'm looking at my kids. Like, my son's tying his shoe. I'm getting annoyed. My dude, you're tying your shoe too slow. Like, what are you doing? Looking back at him, I'm like, yo, it was like 7.15, 7.30 in the morning. He's still not fully awake. He just knows he has to tie his shoe so he can leave the house. And I'm getting mad at him for that. I was getting mad at, like, my niece and nephew for playing. I'm I'm looking at them getting just frustrated and pissed the hell off. Like, why are y'all having fun in my presence? Like, le- like, legit. That's what it was. I'm like, you guys are having fun. How dare you? laugh giggle play what you're smiling like for real it was i was constantly aggravated man so that's 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 the number one i gotta keep my stress down going into the 29 into 2020 stress keep it down like you know when you're worrying about finances when you're worrying about just everything in general because Here's the thing with me, like I've been homeless before, you know, with my kids, not knowing where our next meal is coming from, not knowing where we're going to lay, waking up in the morning and then not knowing where we're going to lay our head that night. Like as a parent, like that's extreme stress. Like I've been there. So I always had that in the back of my mind where it's like, I don't want to go back to that. And by doing that, I put so much pressure on myself to perform at work, you know, to meet people's expectations to like put myself in positions to get other opportunities and so i'm constantly thinking of that and it was causing me so much stress that my health was a concern i was losing weight like i said my blood sugar was out of control my aches and pains you know randomly i started having headaches i don't have headaches very 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 rare i have a headache like you'll get a headache when like you know, you're up for too long, like, you don't work the long shift, and, like, you gotta go do some other stuff, you know, you take a nap, you're up maybe 18, 19 hours, I'll start to get a headache then, but now I was just, like, getting a headache, like, on a Tuesday afternoon, I'm off, I'm chilling, and I just got a headache, I, for no, unex- I couldn't explain to you why, I was drinking water, ate that day, everything, I just was getting the headaches, so keep the stress down in 2020, that's a, that's a must, that's first thing off the board, gotta keep that stress down. Um, second thing I, ref- I got to reflect on that I realized is uh, I have to enjoy moments, 
You know, you got to enjoy the moments, but you guys got to enjoy the moments. Okay. For me, the reason why I wasn't really enjoying moments is because I always, I would always dissect a situation. Like, um, my son get an award at school. Instead of just enjoying a moment of him getting the award, the math award or the citizenship award, whatever award it is, like being happy for him in that moment, I'm looking at it like, yo, this is a boring assembly. Why they got these dry speeches? Oh my gosh, these awards are dumb. Cause I'm growing, you know, as a kid for me, it was like, you got a math award, reading award. That means you're a top, top performer in math, top performer in reading, um, your student of the month. And they had like perfect attendance. Those were like the four big awards. You might've had a citizenship award, but like, they're like, oh, uh, he's always willing to help award. I'm like, yo, are you serious? I don't give a damn about this. Or like, yo, it's, I could be asleep right now. You know, I drop my kids off. I don't work till one, two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going back to bed. Like, so y'all got me out of my bed, out of my house to hear these stupid awards for these little kids that I don't care about. I'm So I'm just, I'm dissecting the whole award ceremony and the, award, the whole award assembly. I'm dissecting, you know, just everything instead of just enjoying that my son got recognized for doing something good. That's it. My son did something good. Be happy in the moment. You know, you gotta be okay. And I would, you have to be okay with things being out of your uh, out of your control, I'm a control freak, and what I had to realize is that I can't control everybody outside of myself. I can't control you. I can't I can't control my wife. Can't control my kids because they got this thing called um, they can they can choose what they want to do. Either they'll fall in line or they don't. You have that free will to do that, so you have to be okay with things not being in your control. Only thing you control is you. You can't control how hot it is outside. You can't control how cold it is outside. You can't control what people are going to say, how people are going to react. You can't control how people are driving on the road. You can only control what you're doing. And even then, that's not fully in your control because your car could be messing up or it could it could stall out. It can things can battery can die. All this stuff can happen. So you can't be in control of all things and. When I finally started letting go and realizing that I'm not in control of everything, I was able to enjoy moments more. You know, I'm watching my kid play sports. That's my son's, uh, my younger son's, his first full year playing organized sport. He's playing flag football with his school. You know, at first, I'm like, this is dumb, man. This coach don't know what you're talking about. This is stupid. This is poorly ran. It's not organized. But I'm realizing, you know what, man? Hey, these coaches, they're doing this for free. Okay, these are regular teachers. They're doing this for free, taking time out of their schedule, taking time away from their family to teach your kids a sport and attributes that they can carry on with them throughout life. You know, discipline, you know, organization, teams, team bonding. They're teaching them all this stuff. And I'm looking at it like my son's not good. Like, I'm like, man, my son is trash. Like, I was really, I'm looking at my son play. I'm like, dude, this kid is horrible. This like, this is what we're out here for. I'm that parent. But then I had to realize, I'm like, yo, it's his first year playing organized sports because he really, he didn't want to play any sports until this year. So I'm like, of course he's not going to be good. He's never worked on his craft. He's never, you know, he's never, he doesn't even watch sports. So it's not like, because you know, there's there's some kids who are just, um, with me, I wasn't the best at doing a sport, but I knew the concept. I knew like pretty much the, the sports I would play. I knew the fundamentals of it. So when I get out there, I'm not trash, 
but I was okay. I was decent. Well, my son, he's never played it. He's never watched these sports. So we play his basketball, football. He doesn't know how does he doesn't know the score. He doesn't know what, how much a, a point is and how much a touchdown is. He doesn't know how much a basket is. He doesn't know none of this stuff. So I got to be okay with that and just enjoy the fact that my son is having fun playing an organized sport. He doesn't care whether he wins or loses. He just wants to get in the game and then get better. Yes, he wants to get better. Like next year, he's like, all right, dad, I want a weight set. Like, give me, give me some dumbbells. I want to get stronger because I got to, when he's playing defense, he's like, I can't get through the line. Like he's like, dad, and he's like, and that's why I don't play that much because I'm like one of the only kids who can't get past the offensive lineman. So the coach has to put me in because he's a bigger kid, but he doesn't know how to use his strength to his advantage. So I'm like, all right, bet. He's like, dad, can you show me what to do? I'm like, all right, cool. Now I got to enjoy those moments with me and my son. I got to enjoy that look, and look forward to next season that my son's going to kill it. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. He's going to be a fifth grade. He's going to be one of the biggest kids out there. My like, all right, man, just go out there and just go Aaron, Aaron Donald on him. You know what I'm saying? Just, just go kill it, man. So you got to enjoy moments, man. You got to take, you got to realize you're not in control of everything and just stop dissecting situations. Just go out there and enjoy moments. You're, you're out at the store with your family. Instead of getting aggravated because your kids are asking for everything, they're going to ask for everything. That's what kids do. They see something, they want it. My parents got money. We're at the store. Yo, get me this. Nah, bro, we're just here to get a couple things in and out. Well, make it fun, man. Talk to them. You know, that's the thing. I don't really talk to my kids. I really don't. I really don't. I'm, I'm trash at that. I'm getting better at it, though. I'm getting better at it, though, man. You know, the third reflection is, you know, you got to stand your ground. Got to stand your ground, man. Um, What I mean by that is you got to know the difference between helping others and them taking advantage of you. Okay, what I mean by that is I'm always down to help somebody else. You know, I'm down to help you out if it's worth helping. What I mean by that is are you in a position to actually help yourself? Like, are you are you um, currently helping yourself? Because I'm not going to take time out of my day to go help somebody when they're sitting there doing nothing to better the situation. They're just stuck in it. I'm not going to help you. So don't come for don't come for Chris. Ask me for help when you ain't actively doing anything to better your situation. Don't do that because I'm I'm not for it. Like I said, I've been homeless. I've been broke, like like collecting cans and and like rolling pennies to Get something to eat. Like, do not come for me if you're not currently doing anything to better your situation. That's off the rip. Okay. So, but I'm, like I said, if I do help people, when I see that you're trying, you just need a little, like a helping hand. Okay. I'm going to go help you. But then you got to realize when people are taking, when you're helping people, if they're taking advantage of you. Like, when it comes to me working, I'm the type of dude I want to take as much stress away from people as possible so they're able to perform their job at a high level that's my thought process so my my former job i was the night manager you know for the kitchen and my thing was i tell them my lit crew i want y'all to worry about doing your job because you have a minimum job performance so my just do your job i'll take care of the other stuff so you guys could just focus on doing what it is you got to do which I figured I was being a good manager and I ran a good shift. People did what they were supposed to do. And, you know, we got out on time, usually early most nights. 
But what I was messing up was I would like to take the stress off of my other managers. So I'm like, yo, they'll start doing that. So many times they will start doing tasks in the morning and then they'll step away because they got a conference call or, you know, got to go deal with a customer complaint. And then they don't never come back to doing what they were doing. Instead of me going to them and say, hey, you didn't finish that. You need to finish that or put it up. I would just go in there and start doing it. And that's adding more stress and more more things to my plate because I'm thinking I'm helping them. And in my mind, it was more like I'm helping you in return. You're going to help me like you're going to look out for me. That's just it's, it's common to me. It was common courtesy. Like if I scratch your back in return, you're going to scratch mine down the road. You know, are you going to remember? Oh, you know what? Chris always does help me do this. I got some time. Let me help. Let me set him up for this. But they weren't doing that. Like, oh, Chris is going to do that extra that extra thing without being told. Cool. I'm not going to do anything else. Chris got it. And it got to the point where I was working five, six days a week and I would be doing half their job and mine and still getting out a little still getting out early. But the amount of stress and pressure I had on myself to do that every day, it was to the point where like they were taking advantage. where like they weren't saying, oh, Chris, can you do this? Can you help me out? It's more like, hey, you need to do X, Y, Z. And they would leave early. I'm like, why are you leaving two hours early? You ain't finished what you're supposed to do. Now I got to do it. It was to the point where they would just not do things because they knew I was going to do it. So you got to know when people are taking advantage of you and stand your ground. Like, hey, bro, y'all tripping. Get get up in here and do this. When I started doing that, they caught attitudes. And then that's when uh, the atmosphere shifted for me at my previous job. Because I started standing my ground. This was like October. I'm like, man, y'all, y'all tripping. I ain't doing that. I would literally come in, see something that should have been done on the morning shift. And the manager knows it need to be done. And um, I'm like, oh, that's what we're doing? Okay. Well, that's not on my, that's not in my job description. So I'm not going to do it. That's not, that's it's supposed to be done on my, on my closing shift. So therefore, I'm not going to do it. Oh, the hell well. You should do it. They got to the point of, like, yeah, Chris, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. I'm looking at them like, no, no, no. You're not doing this and you're not doing that. And they had a problem with it. So I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. It is what it is. Another thing, you got to know your value, man. Um, Don't settle. Don't settle in 2020, okay? Don't settle. You have to understand that people, they're not going to pay you what you're worth unless you demand it, okay? That was with me. I, I wasn't getting paid just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I wasn't getting paid the, the average of kitchen help in my area. Now, mind you, I was a manager. Now, at another company, to do less work as just a basic line cook, they were making maybe about a dollar more than me as a manager at this particular restaurant. And when I brought it to my manager's um, attention, they're like, yeah, well, you know, just, just work hard, work on X, Y, and Z, and then by top of the year, you can get your raise. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not talking about a little quarter raise. Like, I need to be paid accordingly because I'm like, yo, I can go work at another just get a basic full-time uh, regular cook position somewhere and make a dollar more off the rip, you know? But the thing is, but I didn't really say, I let it go on for so long that now they're like, no, you've worked, you've worked at this pay for the past year. You haven't said anything. Now it's a problem. Well, guess what, Chris? If you don't want to take this pay, we're going to find somebody else. You can leave. And that was those were the vibes I was getting. 
And, you know, me, like I said, having that in my mind that I was once homeless, I'm not going to leave this guaranteed paycheck every two weeks because I don't want to be evicted. I don't want to be homeless because I've been there and I don't want to go back to that feeling. So I put up with a lot of stuff. So I have to say this. Don't settle, man. Like you got to think of it like why do people pay these outrageous prices for iPhones? One, because Apple as a company, they demand it. They're like, if you want our product, this is the price tag. You might get it on a sale if you go with like Verizon or Sprint. They might offer a new iPhone with a new, if you're uh, transferring over to their company, you might get it for like 800 or 500 or whatever. But it's still a higher price point than all the other phones on the market. Why do people pay that? Because one, Apple demands it. If you want this, this is how much it costs. This is how much it costs. If you have a product or a service that you're offering to somebody, you say, yo, this is what it costs. Either you take it or you leave it. If you want it, okay, cool. I'm going to give you the best that I have to offer and you're going to enjoy it. If not, you can go somewhere else. You got to understand that you don't need everybody. You don't need everybody. So what I've learned is that like what came to my, my former job, like, yo, I don't need you guys because I know I can go somewhere else with my skill set and make more money. When I'm offering products and services that I do on the side, it's like, listen, this is how much it's going to cost because I know what I bring to the table. So this is um, this going out to everybody. You want me to host an event? You want me to do a comedy set? Yo, you're going to have to pay me that money because I feel this is what I'm worth. This is what I'm bringing because I know what I can bring to the table. I know I can move a crowd. There's not a doubt in my mind. Any room. I know I can move that crowd because I know I'm very confident in my particular set of skills that God has given me that I can make it happen. I know I can make somebody laugh in any room I'm in because I've seen it happen. I've done it before. So I know that whether it's in the business set, whether it's doing podcasting, whether it's uh, just acting, whether it's writing, whether it's telling jokes, whether it's doing music, I know I can deliver. So therefore, you're going to have to pay me for my time. And for my service, period. Because the reason why people don't pay you for your time and your services is because you don't demand it, man. My biggest pet peeve is doing taking somebody somewhere and they're not giving me gas money. Because here's my thing: this is how I this is how I operate. I'm not gonna ask you for gas if I'm going to this if I'm going in that same direction. Over, or I'm going somewhere not within that vicinity. Like it's not that far in my way. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you for gas. But when it is, I live in one city. You want me to drive you, drive to you in another city, 20, 30 miles away, pick you up, take you from there, take you another 15 or 20 miles, and go do something, and then take you from that place back to your place, and then for me to drive back to my place. I done did about a hundred miles round trip. Yeah, you gonna have to come out that. Yeah, I need some gas. I need you to fill in that gas. I need a couple of dollars. You're going to break me off something. One, I done spent two, three hours doing this for you now. So now I can't go make money. Either I've, it's on my day off or I had to call off work or go in late to do this for you. So now I'm losing money. And now I have to refill my gas tank to do this because you, I'm doing all the stuff for you. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, but whether you call a, you take a Lyft, you take an Uber, you take a taxi, you're going to pay that price. Even getting on the bus costs money. So now I'm doing you a favor of doing this, driving you around, 
I don't need to spend a couple dollars for gas. Even if it's like, hey, bro, I don't got $20. Hey, you know what, man? I can give you two gallons of gas. Here's $7. Cool. Cool. But then you just get in there. Oh, thank you. And then you just ex- you just expect me to do it on a weekly basis. You have lost your damn mind. You've lost your mind. Now, if I'm at a point where I'm there financially, where like I'm not even tripping on money. That's one thing. Well, when I got bills, I got kids, I got rent, I got car notes and you taking money out of my pocket on a consistent basis. You've lost your damn mind. You lost your damn mind. And I got to know this is my value. This is how much gas costs for my car. You know why you don't know what gas costs? Because you don't have a car. OK, period. <laughs> kind of went on a tangent there, man. Don't mind me. OK, uh, the fifth thing, my reflection is uh, mental illness is real, man. It's real, people. Okay. 2019, I battled depression and anxiety. Okay. These things were caused by me letting people take advantage of me. When I let people take advantage of me, I grew spiteful of them, resentful. Um, My self-confidence was low. Um, like I said, I worked in the, in the, in the food industry. Like I was, I'm, I was a cook and I was, I was good at it. I don't know all the culinary skills, but I know enough and I, I learned fast. So example of this, like I said, I work in the, in the food industry. I'm cooking every night for hundreds of people at this restaurant. And my wife, she had a birthday brunch. So we're planning it. She's like, yeah, I want to do this. We got the venue. You know, she had a photo booth. It was it was a it was a nice setup. She really had a great time. It was games and stuff. But she said she wants to have a brunch. And so she said, like, Yeah, you're gonna cook the food. At first I'm like, You lost your mind for you to cook all that food. But then you know, since I'm paying for the party, I'm like, Well, if I do it, it's free. I don't gotta pay somebody, I wanna come out of pocket. Yeah, let me go ahead and do this. Now, it became stressful and depressing when I'm cooking for like 30, let me like maybe 25 to 30 people. Um, the stress of dang, did I get enough food? Do I have enough time to prepare all this food? Cause I'm only one person. Now it's the food staying hot in the in the warmer. It's like, it's everybody liking it. Cause like now, to me, I'm like, okay, this is a um now I'm like, okay, this is a catering event now. Now I'm looking at it as like, okay, this is work. I gotta make sure this stuff comes out. You know, right temperature. I don't want to get nobody sick. I don't want to be responsible. That's the last thing I want to do. Somebody eat my food and then they get sick. So I'm like, nah, I got to make sure all this stuff is right. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I'm constantly washing my hands. I got gloves. I got an apron on. I'm doing all this stuff. And now I couldn't even enjoy the party because I'm so focused on, dang, was there enough food? Oh, I noticed they didn't really eat the potatoes. Something wrong with them. No, they just didn't want them. They were just full because they ate, you know, had the sausages, they had fruit platters. Um, there was pastries, uh, there was juice. They, they were full. They didn't want to eat the potatoes. You know, they just had light little breakfast. They got, the, you know, the they had their little, uh, they had the eggs, got the sausage, had some biscuits, a little bit of potatoes. They, I don't want too much. It's a little heavy for me. So I say all that to say, like, I was getting, I was super anxious. Like, my anxiety was kicking in. Um, like, again, like I said, in 2019, I was, um, my stress was high. So I'm battling body aches. I'm battling lack of sleep. I'm battling depression. And then on top of that, I have to perform for this group of people 
to put on this for my wife because I'm trying to put on a good face for her. The point of the matter is I had just got off work. I worked an overnight shift. Got off eight in the morning. Let me let me give you guys some 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 background. Okay, it was a Saturday morning. Now I worked at my first job, which is at the restaurant. I worked there from one to ten thirty at night. Got off work. Okay, uh, got home about maybe ten forty five, eleven o'clock. Okay, changed clothes, walked to my other job. It's about a mile away. Clocked in at twelve o'clock at night. Stayed up all night. Worked till eight in the morning. Got off. Went home. Loaded up the car, got all this stuff, went straight to the venue, started cooking about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Mind you, I had like an hour and a half to get food prepared for like 30 people, okay? I'm doing all that. Ain't slept. I'm working off of a monster in church music. Like, that's all I had, okay? So, yes, my anxiety's kicking in. And so, all that stuff was jumping, was going on, and man, it's just like... It was so stressful. And because I'm thinking like growing up, I'm like, man, I ain't got no mental illness. I'm fine. But like, it's a real thing. You can get depressed. Like you can get, you can suffer from anxiety. You got to be, don't be afraid to seek help, man. Like, don't be afraid to step back. Like, okay, I need to relax and identify what's happening. Okay, this is happening because X, Y, and Z. Okay, cool. Let's work through this. Let me take some time off. Okay, you can't say yeah to everything, man. So mental illness is real, and you got to be aware of it. You got to be aware of it, man. I'm not saying you got to go see a doctor. You got to get on all these pills. But you mentally need to be aware of it. So you got to watch it. You got to watch it, man, okay? how This is how I learned to watch it. You got to learn to shut it down. Don't be afraid to say no, okay? There's power in declining. Okay, when, what I mean by that is because when you say no, you give yourself a choice and it's great to have options, isn't it? Like, just think about it. When there's options, you feel good because it's like, well, I could go this way, but I want to go this way. And you do something that you want to do. So if you're saying no, it's because you want to say no. OK, you don't always have to be obligated to say yes. Now, it's, I'll give you guys a, a, just like an example, like. If you know you're working, you got the kids, you got other things you're trying to do, you're involved in this and that, you're trying to try get things off the ground, and if someone tells you they invite you out to their birthday dinner. Now, because it's your friend, you feel obligated to say yes and go attend this birthday dinner. But you know by you attending it, um, you're not you're going to be super tired and you're going to be aggravated. But it's your friend. You want to, like, you have to go. So, but does it feel good to be like, you know what, man? Hey, I can't make it to that. I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I'm sorry, but I got you. Your, I'm getting your present, man. Hey, but have fun. Enjoy it. And leave it at that. They might be disappointed, but they're not going to cry over the one person who didn't make it to their party. They're going to enjoy the people who are there in the moment. Okay, that's going back to enjoying the moments. So you got to be like, nah, you know what? I'm not able to do that. I'm sorry. So for me in 2020, I'm looking out for me. Okay, what I mean by that is, listen, I'm going to take care of my household first. Okay, and me as the head of the household, that means I got to be right. 
mentally, spiritually, physically. I got to be right. So I'm ordered to lead my family in the right direction because we're building 2020, man. We're building, period. None of this um, paycheck to paychecks, living in, uh, going in the cycles in a little rat race. Man, it's time to get out of that, man. Because I know too many of my close friends were doing the same thing. Look, man, it's about to be 2020, okay? You got to learn to shut it down. You got to learn when to say no. Not You don't have to jump at every opportunity. You don't always have to stay late at work. You don't always have to um, help out somebody. You don't. Have you ever went to an event and been pissed off the whole time you were there because you didn't really want to be there? Like now you're looking like, oh, man, they doing too much, bro. Like, oh, man, they're singing happy birthday. Oh, my God. They got Look at this cake. Why this cake so dang big? I mean, it's good, but they doing too much. You start looking at and you're just not having a good time now. You're just not having a good time. You're constantly being negative. Man, just learn to say no. If you would rather stay at home and just take that two, three hours, you would have been somewhere at an event or something to just sit there and rest. Take the rest. Rest is good for your body. Shut it down. Okay. Shut it down. Okay. And the seventh thing I reflect on is you got to guard your circle. Okay. The people around you, you got to be mindful of the energy that they give off. If they're not giving off good, positive vibes, they do not need to be in your circle that you're with them every day for most of the day. Now, if it's in your work, and I want you like, like I said, if you're at work and it's your coworkers, you got to be around them. That's cool. But you don't got to engage in all conversation. You engage with them in work related only. We got to get this project done. You keep them focused on that project. They start talking negative, give all this bad energy. Okay, that's cool. But I need to do X, Y, and Z. How can you help me do this? So we can be efficient so we can get this done and move on. Once they help you with that, boom. Thank you so much for your help. I'm moving on to the next thing. I'm walking away. That means we take a break. You don't got to go sit with them in the break room. You don't got to go take your... They want to go somewhere to eat. You don't got to go eat with them. Go to your car. Okay? Go in the break room. Sit on the other side of the table. You don't got to be with them. Go call your spouse or, or just go get on your phone somewhere in the corner. You don't got to be with them. Guard your circle. Okay? Guard your circle. Not everyone you talk to is your friend. I learned that this year. Not everybody is your friend. Okay? You don't have to confide in everybody around you. Listen, man, listen. The hardest part of this year in my marriage had to be the summertime. Because that's when I was working with my coworkers. Now, mind you, all my coworkers, none of them are married. None of them are in committed relationships. And the ones who do have kids, they're not with they're significant they're not with the baby's mother or baby's father so me being married for 12 years i'm raising three kids me and my wife has always been together i'm around these people who don't have that same family dynamic don't go to church you know so like me it was started off with like hey man let's go get a drink. it was a hardship let's go get a drink after work all right cool um why doing that every few months once every few months not a big deal they just started to hey we're doing it every week Sometimes twice a week. Now we're planning events outside of work on our off days to go hang out and go do stuff. And then like you begin to act like those who you are around. You begin to become a product of your environment. 
okay? This is not me trying to preach to y'all. This is me just giving y'all the real. You become the product of your environment. If you're around some people who are always negative, you're going to turn to being negative, okay? Because you're outweighed by it, okay? So I'm around, mind you, I'm around people who are alcoholics, do drugs, and don't have a wife or kids, and are living that single life. That's who I'm around most of the time. So now... I'm not acting like I'm married. I'm acting like a single dude and I'm treating my wife as such. Now, I didn't step out on her. I wasn't talking to other females and nothing like that. But what I'm saying is I was doing things behind her back, like going out, hanging with people, not telling her the full story when there was no need to lie about it. Just like, hey, I'm going out with so-and-so to go have a drink. Okay, cool. Have fun. Whatever. My wife don't trip, but it's when I start lying and my wife, she... Here's the thing about women. They are detectives without even my wife. She watches enough. She watches enough law and order to be a detective and be like, they just notice your energy's off. It's like, oh, your energy off? Well, I got the password to your phone. What's going on on your phone? They should see, oh, you and so-and-so did this when you told me we were doing this. What's, what's up with that? So I say that to say, don't be around people. This is how you know you can guard your circle. You got to keep your circle small and tight. You got. I say you got. This is me personally. This is my philosophy. You need to have three to five people that you can one that you can talk freely with. You know, there's no judgment, and we speak freely with them. You're expressing your concerns. You're expressing things to them, and they can, um, they can encourage you. They can counsel you. They can check you when you need to be checked. They can check in on you. And they have your best interest. Okay. Here's one thing you need to understand. Just because somebody's your family member. Don't mean they got your best interest. Don't mean they really care about you. Some family members are like. What is it? Crabs in a barrel. They don't want to see you doing better. They want to see you doing better. As long as they ain't better than them. You start doing a little better than them. Now they talking negative. Oh man. You need to start that business. Oh man. What you need to. Oh, why you trying to make extra money? Oh man, like y'all need to get another house. Oh man, y'all need to get another car. Your car good. They don't want you doing better now. Because when you're doing better than them, that means now they have to upgrade. And a lot of times people are not ready to upgrade. People talk about wanting more out of life, but they don't want to do what's necessary to get more out of life. Period. So you have to guard your circle, okay? Guard your circle. Gotta keep that energy, man. Um, have fun, man. That's an eighth. That's my eighth reflection. Gotta have fun. Don't be so uptight, man. You know what? Go outside. Take a walk. Just look at God's creations. Look at nature, man. Like, go outside. Enjoy your life because you only have one life. So be yourself. Don't change for anyone. Go on to 2020 and be like, look, this is me. Unapologetic. Look, I tell jokes. I'm going to be funny. You may not like every joke. You might be offended by some jokes. Just know it's not my intention to offend you. But I'm not going to change who I am because you're offended. I'm sorry you felt that way. That wasn't my intent. Moving on. I mean, there's people right now who look at my videos. They say, oh, that's funny. But I wouldn't say the N-word so much. You know what? Okay, cool. You you said it was funny. I said the N-word too much for your liking. Okay, cool. Don't watch that one ever again. <laughs> Period. Because, like, you know what content you want to consume. You do. If you don't want to hear my stuff, that's fine. 
But don't bring your negative energy over here because I don't tell you how to run your family. I don't tell you how to run your business. I keep my thoughts to myself. I'm like, man, they should do it like this. Uh, well, they're doing something right. They're doing they're they're moving up. Whatever. Cool. Hey, I'm gonna be me. This is who I am. Some people don't like it. So what? I say the N-word. You know what? I say nigga from time to time. It is what it is. You got a problem with it? I'm sorry you feel that way. This is me. This is me. This is who I am. I'm, I know I'm flawed. I am a flawed individual. Guess what? We are all flawed. And you do some stuff that I don't like. But you like, you know what? The good outweighs the bad. So I deal with it. It's not a big deal to me. It's not a big deal. Okay? And last thing I got to tell everybody, you know, keep God first. Man, keep God first because when you, he's not first, stuff begins to fall out of place, begins to falter. I'm telling you, like October, when I say, you know what? Let me get back to like praying about situations. Let me get back to talking to God. Let me get back to reading my Bible. Actually being attentive and listening in church, not just going to church, but actively listening in church. Things started to turn around. Like when I tell you instantly, like within a matter of a week, stuff started, stuff started shifting. Left a job, a toxic job, a work environment. Um, got another job making almost $2 more an hour. Um, way more benefits way more perks started my side business with dynasty wings um my wife's business started started flourishing kids doing better in school you know being i'm just happier i'm more loose more laid back um gaining my weight back not no hey it's not i'm not gaining back to 30 pounds i ain't you know, maybe like five or five to ten but i ain't gaining back 30 i'm gonna keep this weight down though because i look different in the mirror you know what i'm saying like I can fit a 2X fine. I got a little wiggle room, so I'm, I'm cool with that. You feel me? I'm cool with that. And, um, you know, like my blood sugar's under control, man. Diabetes is good. My body don't ache. I don't have the headaches. I'm not aggravated. Man, I'm not depressed. I'm not, I don't have my anxiety. So, man, look, just keep God first and just, man, like going to 2020, take some time out of your day. Look back on what you did in 2019 and how can you be better? That means you want to go back to, if you want to go back to school, go back to school. If you want to get a, like a little certification, go get that certification. Man, but do it for you. Don't do it for anybody else. Do it for you. Make you happy. Because when you're happy, you can then make other people happy. Happy people make happy people. So with that being said, I appreciate y'all all the time. And support y'all giving me. This is kind of a long podcast, but hey, it is what it is. It's my podcast. I do what I want. Look, y'all, see y'all next week. Doses.